Section 46 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3, by Robert Burton, Section 46. Partition 3, Section 4, Member 2, Subsections 4 and 5. Subsection 4. Symptoms of Despair. Fear, Sorrow, Suspicion, Anxiety, Horror of Conscience, Fearful Dreams and Visions. As shoemakers do when they bring home shoes, still cry leather is dearer and dearer, may I justly say of those melancholy symptoms, these of despair are most violent, tragical, and grievous, far beyond the rest not to be expressed but negatively as it is privation of all happiness not to be endured for a wounded spirit who can bear it proverbs eighteen nineteen what therefore timanthes did in his picture of iphigenia now ready to be sacrificed when he had painted calchas mourning ulysses sad but most sorrowful menelaus and showed all his art in expressing a variety of affections he covered the maid's father agamemnon's head with a veil and left it to every spectator to conceive what he would himself for that true passion and sorrow in sumo gradu such as his was could not by any art be deciphered what he did in his picture i will do in describing the symptoms of despair imagine what thou canst fear sorrow furies grief pain terror anger dismal ghastly tedious irksome etc it is not sufficient it comes far short no tongue can tell no heart conceive it tis an epitome of hell an extract a quintessence a compound a mixture of all feral maladies tyrannical tortures plagues and perplexities there is no sickness almost, but physic provideth a remedy for it. To every sore, chirurgery will provide a salve. Friendship helps poverty, hope of liberty easeth imprisonment, suit and favour revoke banishment, authority and time wear away reproach. But what physic, what chirurgery, what wealth, favour, authority can relieve, bear out, assuage or expel a troubled conscience? A quiet mind cureth all them, but all they cannot comfort a distressed soul. Who can put to silence the voice of desperation? All that is single in other melancholy. Horribile, dirum pestilens, atrox ferum, concur in this. It is more than melancholy in the highest degree, a burning fever of the soul, so mad, saith Jacinus, by this misery, fear, sorrow, and despair, he puts for ordinary symptoms of melancholy. They are in great pain and horror of mind, distraction of soul, restless, full of continual fears, cares, torments, anxieties. They can neither eat, drink, nor sleep for them, take no rest. Perpetua impietas, nec mensae tempore cessat, Exagitat versana quies somnique furentes. Neither at bed nor yet at board will any rest despair afford. 
fear takes away their content and dries the blood wasteth the marrow alters their countenance even in their greatest delights singing dancing dalliance they are still saith lemius tortured in their souls it consumes them to naught i am like a pelican in the wilderness saith david of himself temporally afflicted an owl because of thine indignation psalm hundred and two eight ten and psalm fifty five four my heart trembleth within me and the terrors of death have come upon me fear and trembling are come upon me etc at death's door psalm hundred and seven eighteen their soul abhors all manner of meats their sleep is if it be any unquiet subject to fearful dreams and terrors peter in his bonds slept secure for he knew god protected him and tully makes it an argument of roscius amerinus's innocency that he killed not his father because he so securely slept those martyrs in the primitive church were most cheerful and merry in the midst of their persecutions but it is far otherwise with these men tossed in a sea and that continually without rest or intermission they can think of naught that is pleasant their conscience will not let them be quiet in perpetual fear anxiety if they be not yet apprehended they are in doubt still they shall be ready to betray themselves as cain did he thinks every man will kill him and war for the grief of heart psalm thirty eight as david did as job did twenty two three twenty one twenty two etc wherefore is light given to him that is in misery and life to them that have heavy hearts which long for death and if it come not search it more than treasures and rejoice when they can find the grave they are generally weary of their lives a trembling heart they have a sorrowful mind and little or no rest terra ubique tremor timo undique et undique terror fears terrors and affrights in all places at all times and seasons quibum et potum pertinaciter aversanto multi nodum in scirpo queritantes et culpum imaginantes ubi nulla est as wierus writes de lamis book three chapter seven they refuse many of them meat and drink cannot rest aggravating still and supposing grievous offences when there are none god's heavy wrath is kindled in their souls and notwithstanding their continual prayers and supplications to christ jesus they have no release or ease at all but a most intolerable torment and insufferable anguish of conscience and that makes them through impatience to murmur against god many times to rave to blaspheme turn atheists and seek to offer violence to themselves deuteronomy twenty eight sixty five sixty eight in the morning they wish for evening and for morning in the evening for the sight of their eyes which they see and fear of hearts marinus mercenus in his comment on genesis makes mention of a desperate friend of his whom amongst others he came to visit and exhort to patience that broke out into most blasphemous atheistical speeches too fearful to relate when they wished him to trust in god quis est ille deus inquit ut serviam illi quid poderit si ora verim si presens est co non succurit co non me carcere inertia squalore confectum liberat 
quid ego feci, etc. Absit a me hujus modi deus. Another of his acquaintance broke out into like atheistical blasphemies upon his wife's death, raved, cursed, said and did he cared not what, and so for the most part it is with them all. Many of them in their extremity think they hear and see visions, outcries, confer with devils, that they are tormented, possessed, and in hell-fire, already damned, quite forsaken of God, they have no sense or feeling of mercy, or grace, hope of salvation. Their sentence of condemnation is already passed, and not to be revoked, the devil will certainly have them. Never was any living creature in such torment before, in such a miserable estate, in such distress of mind, no hope, no faith, past cure, reprobate, continually tempted to make away themselves. Something talks with them. They spit fire and brimstone, they cannot but blaspheme, they cannot repent, believe, or think a good thought. So far carried, ut coganto ad impia cogitandum etiam contra voluntatum, said Felix Plater, ad blasphemiam erge deum, ad multa horrenda perpetranda, ad manus violentus sibi inferendus, etc., and in their distracted fits and desperate humours to offer violence to others, their familiar and dear friends sometimes, or to mere strangers upon very small or no occasion. For he that cares not for his own is master of another man's life. They think evil against their wills, that which they abhor themselves they must need think, do, and speak. He gives instance in a patience of his, that when he would pray, had such evil thoughts still suggested to him, and wicked meditations. Another instance he hath of a woman that was often tempted to curse God, to blaspheme and kill herself. Sometimes the devil, as they say, stands without and talks as to such as are possessed. So Apollodorus in Plutarch thought his heart spake within him. There is a most memorable example of Francis Spira, an advocate of Padua, anno 1545, that being desperate, by no counsel of learned men could be comforted. He felt, as he said, the pains of hell in his soul. In all other things he discoursed aright, but in this most mad. Frismelica, Bullovert, and some other excellent physicians could neither make him eat, drink, or sleep. No persuasion could ease him. Never pleaded any man so well for himself as this man did against himself, and so he desperately died. Springer, a lawyer, hath written his life. Cardinal Crescenke died so likewise desperate at Verona. Still he thought a black dog followed him to his deathbed. No man could drive the dog away. Sladen. Whilst I was writing this treatise, saith Montaltus, a nun came to me for help well for all other matters, but troubled in conscience for five years last past. She is almost mad and not able to resist, thinks she has offended God and is certainly damned. Felix Plater hath store of instances of such as thought themselves damned, forsaken of God, etc. One amongst the rest, that durst not go to church or come near the Rhine, for fear to make away himself, because then he was most especially tempted. These and such like symptoms are intended and remitted, as the malady itself is more or less. 
some will hear good counsel some will not some desire help some reject all and will not be eased subsection five prognostics of despair atheism blasphemy violent death etc subsection five prognostics of despair atheism blasphemy violent death etc most part these kind of persons make away themselves some are mad blaspheme curse deny god but most offer violence to their own persons and sometimes to others a wounded spirit who can bear proverbs eighteen fourteen as cain saul achitophel judas blasphemed and died bede saith pilate died desperate eight years after christ felix platter hath collected many examples a merchant's wife that was long troubled with such temptations in the night rose from her bed and out of the window broke her neck into the street another drowned himself desperate as he was in the rhine some cut their throats many hang themselves but this needs no illustration it is controverted by some whether a man so offering violence to himself dying desperate may be saved ay or no if they die so obstinately and suddenly that they cannot so much as wish for mercy the worst is to be suspected because they die impenitent if their death had been a little more lingering wherein they might have some leisure in their hearts to cry out for mercy charity may judge the best divers have been recovered out of the very act of hanging and drowning themselves and so brought ad sanum mentum they have been very penitent much abhorred their former act confessed that they have repented in an instant and cried for mercy in their hearts if a man put desperate hands upon himself by occasion of madness or melancholy if he have given testimony before of his regeneration in regard he doth this not so much out of his will as ex vi morbi we must make the best construction of it as turks do that think all fools and madmen go directly to heaven end of section forty six